when the truth of his parents' disappearance is revealed. The teenage Macintosh makes a fully functioning gun from found objects which he must keep for the day when he finds his father. He knows that he must come face to face with the man who robbed him of his childhood. Macintosh has to confront his father about his mother's brutal death. How can he possibly forgive when his father remains a remorseless, brutal, and heartless monster? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am back. This is your boy, Tukyola Afrocentric Lakala, back for my series of book abstract and book reviews. And today with me, I have a beautiful book. Even the cover of the book says something about the content that will find the book. The color of the book is red and black. So already from seeing red and black, we can already conceptualize the kind of content that lies in the book. Red to most of us symbolizes, symbolizes blood. And blood can never be a good thing. Black, on the other hand, symbolizes darkness. So already you have this image of darkness and blood. Chances are someone is gonna die. But I'm not sure we shall find out from the book. And the title of the book is called My Father, My Monster. My Father, My Monster. Written by Macintosh Bolela. It's actually a true story, so they say. And for the next couple of days, we're going to be touching base on this book. I'm going to be sharing with you a few chapters as I continue reading the book. Now, in the first chapter, we are introduced to the narrator. The narrator being Macintosh himself. Not only Macintosh, but we are also introduced introduced to the sister so it appears that Macintosh and the sister are sent back to the farms rather to the villages let me not say farms so Macintosh and his little sister are sent back to live in the villages with the grannies They had been living in Durban with both the mother and the father. And one day, they were told that they they had to leave and go stay with the grandparents. Mind you, they were used to they were used to to the to the city light, to the city life, and now they are they are back in the villages. It's a new it's a new scenario altogether for the both of them. Now they each have to perform certain chores in the household. Macintosh himself has to has has been given the chore of heading cattle with the other boys his age or even below his age. And 
into this new environment that they are now living in they are constantly abused by some of the young kids who are who are staying in the same place they are staying in and on several occasions they are even assaulted by this by, by these boys in some cases macintosh is made to perform certain acts of brutality to his very own sister or they punish or they promise to punish him and at certain times he does perform this this duties because he's afraid for his life you know and after each and every cruel act by these monsters who are abusing them they would sit together in a corner and cry together and macintosh would would go on to say i am sorry my sister for doing what i'm doing or for letting them do what they are doing because as boys we are always taught to protect our siblings especially if they are female and when one finds himself in a situation whereby they cannot even begin to protect the ones that they that they out to protect it it becomes painful on a whole new level so macintosh uh, to some extent felt that he had been he had been betraying the natural duty which he had been given to protect the sister and i can i can only imagine what what he felt at the time to say how in the world am i letting these monsters perform such brutal acts not only to me but then to my sister and he says i fantasized about growing bigger and challenging having the strength of tv heroes the a team to turn the tables and beat him up to protect my sister and save us both from from torture you know and this was just one incident of of abuse many more would follow on later on but for now i'm merely giving you an introduction to the first chapter and we shall dig deep into what what really is happening in this book and the next podcast i'm going to be doing is for is for chapter 2 trying to to get a clear direction of where the book is going what is macintosh trying to convey through his book and so he says the torture grew even worse when they forced me to participate in their assaults on my own sister joining in their humiliation of her left me racked with guilt she was my own blood the person i loved more than anyone in my small world we were usually abused together but they picked on her more often perhaps because she was a girl and he was smaller i didn't know why but we had lived we had to live through it together i can't imagine how hard it must have been for her 
when her own brother joined in the cruel games. Even though I cried about it, she must have felt betrayed. When they stopped, I would sit with her, away from the eyes of our tormentors. We'd cry again. I'm sorry, I had no choice. I would tell her. They were going to beat me up if I didn't. I know, I understand, she would answer. Do you forgive me? And she always did. This is one abstract to show you, to articulate the situation around what was happening during the torture. The emotions that were, that were seeping in day in day out as the, as the young boy and girl were being tortured by these monsters. So, over this, the torture that they further experienced was being told of as horrific stories that kept them kept them awake at night to a point where they they were even afraid to go out during the night because of the horrific stories they had been told and so this is just a brief summary that I wanted to share with you on the the first chapter in the introduction of the book and let us meet for another episode of the same book do subscribe to the channel and remember we are using books as a foundation to start conversation that we should have with either ourselves or those around us and i say till this till the next time we meet asante